Welcome back to Song Rex with Lauren. I'm Sierra Tomlinson, and today we are jumping straight into the music because I only have not even an hour to record this right now. Um, yeah, so music, 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 music has finally arrived at the like the eleventh hour, seemingly of summer. Um, we got a lot of singles last Friday, a lot of drops happening, and I feel like we're anticipating a lot of drops for this coming Friday, August 2nd, today, July 30th, the date I'm recording, um, is my birthday, and (laughs) I wasn't planning on recording on my birthday, I wanted to record yesterday, but, um, the day kind of just got away from me, so... Anyway, we have some singles to talk about. We have an album to talk about. Let's just jump right into it. All right, that was single again from Big Sean. Um, He is one of the people I'm anticipating dropping an album soon. I don't know how soon. Maybe this week, possibly. He dropped two singles on Friday or leading up to Friday. I don't recall which one dropped first, but within like a 48-hour time span, he dropped two singles, I believe. Um, single again is the more melodic one. The other one whose name I don't recall right now, but we'll leave in the show notes. Um, it was more of like a rap, like straightforward rap, like here I am, I'm back, I can rap type thing, but this song was very self-reflective about his previous relationship with Janae Aiko, who is a feature on the song. I mean, she doesn't get direct feature credit. Like, that's been, I don't know if we can call this a trend as of late, but artists are just not putting who's the feature on a song. It's just them and the title of the song, and if there is someone else on the song, they obviously get performance credit, I'm sure, and depending on, like, their the other artist or artist's involvement in the song. They can get, like, songwriting credit, etc. But anyway, for this song, I was surprised to hear her vocal. Like, the first time I heard it, I'm like, wait a minute, is that Janae? And I was, like, trying to scour the internet, like, is this her, is this somebody else? But I'm like, I'm 80% confident this is Janae Echo on this song. Um, That is Griff. That is maturity. That is... I don't know if... I could, I mean, I don't ever see myself being in this position, but to have your ex be on a song with you, and then that song about being single, but I guess they're both single in the situation. Like, in a relationship, it ends, like, two people's hearts are broken, or at the very least, like, two people are now single who were once together. That's kind of obviously how it works, unless you're in some sort of throuple situation. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, really like the song. Contra- in contrast to his I Don't Fuck With You song after his previous relationship, I believe, with Naya Rivera. I don't know if that song is specifically about her or whomever he dated or whoever the song is about. That approach, like putting the blame on the other person and not being like, and not being self-reflective and being and taking accountability for your actions is what we see here. We see a different side of Big Sean, a side that comes with just life and time and, again, growth, maturity, and learning that 
in a relationship, you do have to take accountability for what you did wrong and what you need to improve upon, not only to love another person, but to love yourself, which I felt was, like, was a very good message and a message that um, has been reiterated, uh, reiterated quite a lot um, as of late in multiple songs about self-love and self-care and self-improvement. Um, I definitely appreciate an artist in hip-hop taking that route, and while he has not fully discussed it in a song explicitly, he has sought out therapy. I believe he talked about this on um, several Instagram videos he posted prior months prior to releasing these singles about how he took time off from music and just went and like worked on himself and like the things that he was struggling with so good for him good for him for doing that I feel like that is something we can all take a lesson from um so oh and the music video dropped today it was um it was really cute it was like a nice story it was a little bit extended from the song, so the music video is like six minutes, while the song, I believe, is like three or four. And it stars Keith Powers and Ryan Destiny. I believe they are a couple in real life, but in the music video, they play a couple by the name of Bianca and... I forget Keith Powers' character's name, but otherwise... Anyway, the basic premise of the video is that Big Sean is being put on trial for cheating allegedly and then i guess the population at large is discussing whether or not he's innocent and it's it divided people so much that the characters portrayed by ryan destiny and keith powers split up um prior to their baby shower over just agreeing on whether or not big sean was innocent um yeah but in the end it was all it was really cute i liked it um the uh i don't know what else to say about the video but yeah it was cute and i'm happy to see big sean back in music i feel like there has been mild criticism of the two singles like some people don't love them as much as i do i mean i don't love both like uh as far as as far as hip-hop and rap to me go i like things with the melody I mean, I'm not saying I like sing-songy rap, but for me, I'll enjoy, like, not hardcore rap, but, like, there has to be some element in it, in the music where I can experience it. If it's just, like, straight, like, rapping over a simple beat, like, it's not necessarily going to appeal to me, whereas I like something very exuberant, or, not exuberant, but just, like, high energy, like, I like a Vince... I like Vince Staples, I like Denzel Curry, I like Tyler, the creator, even his, like, earlier projects, I like Tyler's stuff. Um, something that almost has the same energy as, like, a punk rock concert would, but for rap, as more so what I gravitate towards, so... While I appreciate lyricism, it's hard for me to consume that on a daily basis when what I really like is songs that kind of slap me in the face but this song is like not any uh, this particular song isn't like that um it is like a softer again like self-reflective anthem 
not not even an anthem, just a self-reflective song. Like it's a nice song. It's simple, but I feel like the theme, the simplicity, lets the themes shine, and that's what I appreciate. So that's Big Sean single again. Hey, that was a bit from the 1975. I like America, and America likes me. Um, yeah, this song came out um, a while ago. I think back in January, but. It caught my attention because the 1975 released a new song a few days ago titled 1975, um, and it was um, like a beautiful score. Uh, well, not I Like American All America Likes Me, but the self-titled song was um, a, cl- a speech about climate change um, with a beautiful score in the background. Um, very moving. Um, you should check that out. Um, if you feel like crying about how the world's going to end in like 10 to 20 years. Um, but anyway, for right now, we're still here and we're still going to listen to music, I suppose, and not figure out why we can't recycle and save the ocean and stop the world from exploding. Uh, anyway, the song I Like America and America Likes Me is very, I feel like it's a pretty polarizing title and song for different for different reasons um the title polarizing just because i don't know i kind of expected going into the song like maybe this is political maybe he brings up trump like i don't know maybe maybe not um he doesn't but rather it's the song itself is just like this cry for help it's very emotional i was struck by how um, moved I was by it, and the distortion and electronic, um, elements to the song, I feel, like, are beautiful, whereas, I don't know, maybe, like, someone older or just not into electronic music, like, might not understand the artistry behind it, because, yes, it might just sound like they pushed, like, smashed a bunch of buttons at once and got this weird sound, but I feel like there's um, a lot of quality to the distortion, and things were done intentionally, and obviously the distortion to his voice, and during the chorus in particular, is very intentional. Um... Yeah, so I feel like this is either you love it or you hate it kind of a song. Um, I love it, and I put it on my cyber pop playlist. Um, yeah, the not only the music, but the video itself, um, the lyric video, is very uh, vaporwave-inspired. I love that um, whole aesthetic art movement. Um, just the the references to like old computer graphics, the overlay of text and images, the the I forgot what it's called, but like when you have like the TV, a TV screen that's like kind of fuzzy, like that picture quality, and then yeah, just the simplicity of the text on screen and all of the editing was like really um, was basically my Tumblr dreams of, I don't know, like, 2014, 2013, whenever I made it to Tumblr the first time, I delved 
in deep into the vaporwave zine. Um, so that was a nice um, surprise. And when the text appeared, um, like some of the text for the lyric video appeared in like black and it was black text with like a white like boxed background, like white. Um, I don't I don't know what to call it, but like a white background, and then some of the text would appear again like black text, but like with yellow background. And anytime the yellow background, t yellow backgrounded text, I don't know what else to call it, would appear like depending on how it was framed or shaped, or if it would outline like the edge or border the edge of the video, it would look like caution tape. And given what the song is about, it almost feels like it's an emergency alarm. It's like a cr again like a cry for help like I don't know why but I'm picturing like he keeps repeating this line about being young in the city and I'm just imagining like maybe something happening in the city like some sort of event. Okay uh, that was my grandma calling me to wish me a happy birthday. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought but I again enjoyed the song um, the music video was very nostalgic for me to say the least and yeah i just feel like uh, either you're moved or you just don't get it which i feel like is fine either way like some i understand like i feel like a certain register i feel like the eh, i don't know what i'm saying but i feel like the song like certain notes like would like register differently with different people like just on a biological level i heard this study once that says like married couples like they can't hear each other after a certain age just because they like whatever register like their partner's voice is that like for whatever reason like the mind will get trained into like either like ignoring that register or just not being able to hear that register clearly after a certain amount of time um so maybe it's the same thing like for this. Or remember like those apps that like when everybody like first started getting smartphones at school and stuff, or like in middle school, high school, whatever, and there was an app where you could play like this high pitched sound and only like people who are under a certain age could hear it because your ears haven't been deafened by like years of like headphone use or loud concerts or just I don't know, being exposed to just noise pollution. Um, so, I don't know, maybe that's the reason why maybe young people would like this song more than older people, or just people with a different trained ear might enjoy the song more and less, more or less, depending on, like, what register, like, biologically suits them? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. I'm not an ear, nose, and throat person. I don't study like, the scientific effects of music, which would be kind of cool uh, to study, but, yeah, that was the 1975 I Like America and America Likes Me. Okay, that was our last song of the podcast, I Got You, Always and Forever, by Chance the Rapper, featuring Ari Lennox. Um, before we get into the song, I almost forgot to talk about the fact that Lil Nas X has officially broken the record for longest running number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. So, yeah, that was announced yesterday, I believe. 
Um, so congratulations to Lil Nas X. Uh, knew this was going to happen. Again, definitely song of the summer after all of this. Possibly song of the year? Um, yeah, so that's insane. But anyway, back to the Chance the Rapper song. Um, Chance the Rapper's debut album, Big Day, came out last Friday. And yes, while technically this is his debut album, he has come out with three previous efforts, one of which was Grammy award-winning. Um, so it's kind of hard to see this as his debut, but technically it's his first album. It's not a self-released mixtape or EP or, I don't know, etc. So this is his full first full-length project. It's definitely lengthy, to say the least. 22 tracks. Um, not all songs, some skits in the 22 tracks, but clocking in at 1 hour and 17 minutes, it's probably one of the longest um, major releases of this year. Uh, yeah, definitely not following the short song trend. Um, but anyway, for this song in particular, again, we have um, Ari Lennox, um, uh, featured vocalist here. Uh, we've talked about her a little bit on um, a previous episode where she was in a Dreamville uh, song. I don't remember the title right now, but again, I think it was like, I think God was, I think it was, yeah, You Got Me, which is kind of funny. Yeah, You Got Me. She was on You Got Me and now I Got You. Um, yeah, that's kind of funny. I didn't notice that until just now. Um, but the song itself, I thought it was very cute. Um, a lot of, a lot of harmonies, very, um, like, 80s, 90s inspired R&B rap, like, boom bap rap, um, happy rap, like, I guess when rap, I don't know, I don't want to get anything wrong regarding rap history, but from the from what I understand about how rap kind of came to be, it was kind of an iteration of just DJs and, like, dance music. And then it was, like, this happy rap that would appeal to a more widestream audience before... Widestream, mainstream audience, er, ergo white audience, that was more um, easy to digest. And then we got more of, like, the underground and the, like, gangster rap, like, start to appear, like, later. Like, like pretty soon after, like, this happy, kind of happy rap type um, music before that got, kind of got corny and played out. Um, but Chance seems to be channeling that energy throughout most of the album. Um, and we'll talk about the album in a second. But... Yeah, this um, just seems like a song you'd play at like a backyard cookout in the summertime. It would fit perfectly in my backyard barbecue and 1999 playlist. If only this song came out before 1999. Like, I'm very strict about that playlist for whatever reason. I brought it upon myself to only include songs that were released after 19, not after, before 1999. To follow the theme. I have no other playlists that hold me to such standards. I mean, I do have a high school movie from like 2003 to 2005 playlist, but I don't really like hold myself to any sort of standards. Like the song was released in like 2009 or 10, like add it if it fits with the mood. But um anyway, yeah, this song's really nice. I thought it was very upbeat. Um I love the Ari Lennox feature. I feel like that 
like steals the show almost even though it's Chance's song. I would love just to hear her harmonies all day. And apparently um there are additional vocals provided by En Vogue, the like famous world renowned like all female girl group um uh, most notably known for their song Free Your Mind. Um if you are not aware of that song, Lauren, please listen to it. I'm sure you've heard the song, but maybe you never knew like who it was by, or that it was a group of women, or black women. It's just a very powerful anthem about just loving yourself and loving people and just opening your mind and perspective and opening your worldview uh, <laughs> in sorts. And also, there are additional... Vocals provided by Kiera, 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 Sheard, or Sherd. Um, unsure of who this artist is in particular, but I will look it up uh, after the podcast. Because, yeah, I don't know if there was an Envoke sample in here or if they actually provided new vocals for this track. Um, I'd be curious to find that out. Um, granted that the album was released Friday, it's kind of hard for all this information to be like known, even though it is a wide release, so I'm sure this information's out there, but again, um, it's only been like four or five days since the release, so, um, but in terms of the album itself, I've heard, like, negative reviews from, like, the people that I typically go to for, like, first impressions on things, which I'm surprised by um a little bit i guess i mean i wouldn't consider myself a huge chance the rapper fan um at least in terms of his music um i know he does great work for the city of chicago in his own way um the means by which he does get things done i don't necessarily agree with and then him still considering himself an independent artist even though he's signed like also it confuses me but his personality and his preachiness aside his music i feel like at least his last well not his not his most recent project but his the like his pinnacle of his career thus far coloring book i loved um as did a lot of people i feel like that was one of the albums on my like little three by three album wall on my room in college for like two semesters i did this little poster. It had, like, I think Scissors Control was on there, the Billie Eilish EP, Janet Jackson's Control, um, along with, like, several other albums. But, um, but, yeah, for this project, I mean, out of the 22 tracks, and then some of those are skits, so I think, how many skits were there? Let me just quickly see. Um... I'm hoping the skits are labeled like this is a skit. Okay, there's... Okay, track 7 is a skit. And track 14 is a skit. And track 21 is a skit. So, okay, every 7 tracks is a skit. So 3 skits, 22 songs, so 19... I mean, 3 skits, 22 tracks, 19 songs. Yes. Okay, so out of the 19 songs on the album, I liked All Day, Eternal, 
I Got You, Always and Forever, the song we just played, uh, Let's Go on the Run, Big Fish, and Found a Good One, parentheses, single no more. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. So six out of, six out of 19. So what's, I don't know, that's not good. That's less than half. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've only listened to the whole project once. Again, it was an hour and 17 minutes, and a lot of music came out on Friday, on Friday, a lot of which I didn't get to listen to. Um, I mean, a lot of singles dropped, but this album was kind of just bumped to, like, number one of my priority, because just, it's a major release, and I was curious to see what this, like, in quotes, debut album was all about, um, considering it took him, not that it took him so long to make this, but it seems, like, this seems special. Um, the themes throughout the album were about, of course, love, especially in the song we just played for, in the song I just played, love and his marriage to his current wife of, like, a few months, I believe, and they do have a child together. Um, I don't know her name, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of the album is dedicated towards their relationship and the not even the struggles of marriage, but just, I guess, I suppose, the lead-up to marriage. I'm not exactly too sure, because, again, I've only listened to the album once, and I haven't really dissected the lyrics in particular, but it seems like a very, um, like, celebratory album. Like, the title is Big Day. I'm assuming that means their wedding day. Uh, and, again, it's... I didn't really consider it odd that he was spending so much time focusing on his marriage and their love and God. Like, I kind of expected Chance to be sort of, not preachy, but, like, anything that he deems worthy, like, that's all he can really talk about. So I guess in this moment of time, it's his marriage. And obviously, as a newlywed, he's very excited about marriage. It's the honeymoon stage. Like, that's all, I guess, apparently he can write about or talk about. Like, I mean, I'd rather have an artist, like, speak on their experience or what their current mindset is instead of, like, making things up. Like, is this premature to be writing a song about marriage? I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, like, I like, like, first go around, I like six out of the 19 songs. Like, is that good or bad? Like, that's hard to say. There's a song on the album with Shawn Mendes as a feature, which I found odd. I didn't realize there was a Shawn Mendes feature on here until, like, maybe I got, like, a few tracks before the song, and I wanted to look up, like, who's featured on, like, another song, and then I saw the featured list, which I... I mean, I don't want to say that spoiled it for me, but I'm like, oh, I did not realize. Or no, I think I knew Shawn Mendes was on a track, but I didn't know which one. And I wanted to, like, wait until I could recognize his voice. And that song was weird. Like, it was obviously it was pop, but they kind of just did a reiteration of the Peanut Butter Jelly Time song, which I found was odd. Yes, and Chance does have a very young daughter, so maybe, like, watching a lot of, like, the Nick Jr. and Disney Channel cartoons, like, got into his subconscious, and, like, he can only write, like, theme songs to kids' shows now? Like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he wants, like, who's the album for, I guess, is my question. 
I don't know if it's necessarily for people who are fans of his previous projects like Acid Drop and Coloring Book. I feel like this is definitely more geared towards like a family-friendly audience, which is odd to say about like a music project like typically you'd say that like for maybe like a tv show or a movie but for an album to be family friendly it's weird i i don't know like i wouldn't market an album that way um but yeah that's kind of like the only way i could really describe it like young young kids like under like kids under the age of five could listen to this and then also people who are married and have kids can listen to this album i guess um, yeah, this album kind of seems to be isolating the old fans in some ways, in some ways. And in other ways, I feel like it isn't. Like, I don't know what exactly people were expecting. I had no real expectations going into this. Besides, like, maybe he's going to talk about God a lot, but besides that, like, I didn't really know, like, what direction sonically he was going to go in, and this seems very um, reminiscent of just, like, early, early hip-hop, like, before Gangsta Rap, before, like, Run DMC, just, like, boom-bap, like, DJ, I don't want to say pop-rap, because I feel like pop-rap was more so iterated in, like, the 2010s, like, with Macklemore and etc., um, but, yeah, or even, like, ska, like, when they had, like, ska and, like, rap groups, but, um, regardless, it's, like, a, like, it, I don't know if it stems from disco or, like, where this, like, there is, like, a period of time in which, like, there was, like, a techno, disco, pop, like, but, uh, but then the introduction of rap happens, so, like, obviously, like, to blend, like, from one, like, when you get a new genre of music, uh, when you get a new genre of music, it typically stems from a previously existing genre. So I feel like somewhere in there, it's is where this album fits. It's like it's give, it's like some of the songs either work or they're just like way too corny or cringy for me to like really take them seriously. And maybe that's why people are so off put by the album as a whole yeah like if it was a smaller project like we wouldn't be able to consider it his like debut effort but i feel like chance has always embodied this happy rap sound like with him there's him there was like dram kyle like lil yachty like there were there was like this moment in like, when Coloring Book came out, I forgot what year that was, but where, like, happy rap was the thing, and it wasn't about being, like, so hard or so gangster, being, like, this chauvinistic machismo of rap. It was about, like, rapping about, like, the lighter things or just making something you could, like, young kids could just dance to and, like, have fun, and it it was about being able to express like, joy in a rap song, which was surprisingly unique, like, for the time, um, even though, like, again, like what I had mentioned earlier, there there was this, I don't know the specifics, but there was a time where rap was, like, a happy, upbeat, danceable genre before it turned more 
like dark and gritty. Um, so I feel like it makes sense for him to like make those connections and therefore have a album that isn't doesn't necessarily fit in with the times of like I don't even know what era we would consider today. Like I feel like we're out of mumble rap. It's more like emo rap, like like melody rap, like blending R and B and rap together, sort of like pop rap, but not necessarily like pop. Not pop as in like synth pop, art pop, but pop is in popular music. Um, so yeah, so just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed. I'm mixed in terms of just having, like, I'm just surprised at the sources, like, and at the critics being so negative towards the album. I just don't understand why. Like, maybe because they had to listen to an album that was, like, almost an hour and 20 minutes long, like, more than once. Um, might be part of the reason, but... And I would definitely not listen to this album if you're divorced. Like, I feel like that would be a bad move. Bad move. Considering the majority of the album is about love and marriage and happiness and finding true love and, like, it being the most important thing in the world to you, so... If you're going through a breakup or, um, or are currently single, I feel like don't listen to this album, um, if you're not in a good mindset about it. Um, and it's also funny that there's a song on here called Single, well, in parentheses, Single No More, and the Big Sean, um, record for this week is single again. And I feel like there was a song on the Chance the Rapper project that mentioned him being single, but I don't know which track that was. Um, and I was like support I was very supportive of that song and then I'm like, oh and then by the end of the album it's like, oh no, he's no longer single, so I guess all the things that you send the song about being single are no longer relevant, I guess at this point. Um yeah, yeah, that was interesting. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, yeah, I apologize for the short episode, but I feel like I really wanted to get this out before, like, this weekend happened. I feel like something big is coming. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Like, last week, like, the podcast before this, I was, like, very concerned about music. Not concerned about music, but just concerned about, like, when people are releasing, what's going on. There's going to be this bottleneck effect at the end of the year. Like, everybody's going to drop on the same day. What's going on? But we've had a lot of releases, like Chris Brown and Drake dropped a music video, Drake, I mean not Drake, Rick Ross dropped a single with with Drake on it. The Richard Bryan album came out, I still haven't listened to it, but I am going to soon. Um, yeah, and just a lot of exciting stuff happening, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the summer. Um, I'm trying to get this thing distributed on other services, so stay tuned for that, and... I never know how to end these things, so bye, Lauren.